Okay, so we're gonna give a little trigger warning because we forgot to. But here's your trigger warning. Um, we are gonna be talking about mental health. We are also gonna be talking about partner abuse. And if you do not want to listen to anything like that, please um, don't listen to this episode, I guess. So in our episode, we did talk about different things, uh, talking about religion, talking about uh, mental health. We also talked about um, cheating. cheating. And then we also talked about like being alone versus lonely and different things like that. Um, those would probably be the most um, heavier topics that we talked about. But I do want to give you guys, as Lola was saying, that heads up where in case those are a little disturbing to you, please do not uh, listen to that. We just wanted to give you a little um, trigger warning just so you guys are all aware yes. of things we're going to be talking about in this episode. Yes. But if that does not phase you, uh, here continue is... Continue listening. Continue <laughs> listening and here's the episode. All right. <laughs> Hello everyone, I'm Lola. And I'm Sarah. And we're co-hosts of this show, No, no One else. else. And today, I picked, not picked, I made uh, 10 questions. Mm -hmm. And we are going to get deep today. Personal, personal. We're, it's kind of like an advice um, slash deep shit. Deep talk. Yeah, <laughs> deep yeah. talk, um, advice, kind of, it's a little bit of all the, mm. the deep stuff. Girl talk, girl talk. Girl talk, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's basically yeah it's basically like because we're lola and i are quite goofy people yeah, yeah as yeah. we crackhead energy as we tend to be um but this we're toning it down a notch we're, maybe 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 we'll see um but i ended up coming up with 10 questions that are kind of deep kind of yeah. political yeah. i have I no idea what they are i also don't know how um how long it'll take to go through each question yeah. we'll so see. i have 10 so okay. we'll see if we only make through four or something. <laughs> we'll slow it down <laughs> or speed it up. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it see. out. We'll see. So let's get started. Okay. Cool, so cool, cool. question number one. Okay. Is there such a thing as uh, setting your expectations too high? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. I'm not... <laughs> Sarah just asked me this not too long ago. Literally, like five minutes ago, she asked me this. And, uh, okay, we're having girl talk, you yeah. know, as one as a pair of best friends do. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and then I ended up asking this, and then I forgot that I wrote it down, <laughs> and so that's what we're doing. Question number one. I will. Okay, you know what? Let's not talk like relationships specifically. Like, let's just say like, oh, I'm gonna get a 100 on that exam. Mm. even if maybe you don't don't know everything or something mm. like just expectations in general mm. and not just like i guess relationships mm. um with like exams and stuff like that for me personally i don't set my expectations super high because i'm like if i set my expectations like at a certain like let's say i want to get 50 percent, whatever right but then i get higher than that that like makes me happy Right. So I don't want to like overwhelm myself and say, I'm going to get a 90 on this exam, blah, blah, blah. Because then if I don't get it and it's just going to make me feel like deflated mm. and like I'm not going to feel good. But it, in like other aspects of life, I think setting your expectations high, it can be good. 
um but for like school and stuff like that don't set your expectations like super high because like you can't be the best at everything right there's always going to be someone that's going to be better than you at something yeah right um you're not going to be the best doctor because there's always going to be a doctor that's better than you you can't be the best whatever whatever because there's always going to be someone better than you but like when it comes to like your life in general i think you should set your expectations high because that's what you deserve if that's what you think you deserve right Mm -hmm. you shouldn't want anything less than what you think you deserve Mm -hmm. that's just my my opinion on that and then for like relationships or like like men that you you know a certain type of man that you want i think you're you you can (sighs) what you think you deserve is what you should get Mm -hmm. you shouldn't tell and you shouldn't let anyone change your um standards of who you think you deserve i don't let anyone like like again if i think i deserve a certain specific man right and i know what i bring to the table i would want the guy that i like bring the same type of energy to the table Mm -hmm. and if you're not gonna match my energy you're not gonna match what i think i deserve then you're not for me you're you're for someone else right that's just my two cents in it i don't know what do you think I like that. I like your two cents. I always love your, especially your opinion on like relationships. (laughs) You're always just like, I'm a piece of gold and you got to come get me and I ain't going to bow down for you, bitch. (laughs) No, but there's also obviously a compromise, right? I'm not going to just like, if I like you, I'm going to try to like do whatever it takes to like make it work with one another. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. If you can't, do the bare minimum for me it's not gonna work i'm sorry i'm not a desperate person and i've been taught this but from my brothers my mom that you shouldn't devalue yourself because you think you can't find anybody Mm -hmm. that's not that's not something in my like i don't know it's just a weird concept for me to lower my standards or to lower what like i think of myself because i'm not gonna find anyone that's not a thing you know what i mean yeah and I know also um, my I know I've mentioned this before and I'm not going to go into too much detail. I'll just like kind of keep things a little bit more on the vague side. But my mom, she's divorced now and she's taught me like especially and like you as well. Yeah. But my mom has also taught me that when it comes to like relationships, my mom's like, fuck, I'm not settling for a man. Mm-hmm. Like my my mom has told me she's like, when I find a man, they're going to know that my kids are number one. And if and if they have a problem with that, they can leave because mm-hmm. I can find someone else. Like she has that same mentality. You too, mm-hmm. that you do. Sorry. And I think that's so important mm-hmm. because especially for like us women, we shouldn't just like degrade ourselves and just be like, oh, this guy's OK. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll make it work. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you want to be with someone because you love them and you want to make it work. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah, it's just like the whole idea of keeping your, I don't know what the word is, not expectations, but like, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Keeping your options open. <laughs> Option. Is that the right word no, I'm looking for? Not. I'm like, I don't think that's the right word. That's not the right word. I don't I'm know like, what you're looking for. I don't that's, it, it'll come probably at the end of the episode. Probably. After I, after we're like, <laughs> and you've listened to no one else. Goodbye. And, and then I'm like, oh, that's what it is. That's what it, that's what I was trying to think of. But I hope you guys try to understand what I'm trying to say. Because I think it's just really important that us having your boundaries, having boundaries, your, yes, your not it's not standards, but it's more like um, valuing v- val- morals. 
Moral? No, no, I don't think it's morals. I don't know what it is. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help. No, I, you're trying to help yourself, girl. I'm try- I don't know. I'm trying to just help someone. Whether it's you or me, I'm trying to help someone. You kind of want to, like, you don't want to settle for anybody because you want, like, how do I say it? <laughs> I don't know how to say it now. Um, You know what you bring to the table, but yeah. you don't want to, like, you don't want to settle for anyone that's not going to bring anything into your life. Right. That's going to take away from your life. Yeah. Right. So I'm guessing that's kind of what I don't know what you're trying to say, girl. I don't fucking know. Let's just move on. <laughs> okay, next question. Uh, next question. I don't want to. I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say. Uh, <laughs> question number two. This one I'm kind of interested in primarily because you and I have different aspects or not aspects, uh, different religions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so we have different religions. So, and then my, um, question kind of ties into that. Do, do, (laughs) shark, do, 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 uh, sorry. Let me try that again. Do we need religion? I think we do. Hmm. I think we do. Because like, are you going to tell me like the thousands of people for the longest time that they just, how do I say it? I feel like without having something to follow there's going to be chaos Mm. but then there also goes the idea too that because of there's so many different religions like Mm -hmm. for example like for example with me being like believing in jesus and Mm -hmm. god and everything but then with you where you believe in allah that there and then that doesn't even scratch the surface because there's Mm -hmm. so many other different religions out Mm -hmm. in the world that we don't even know of Mm -hmm. where it's almost like there's so many Mm -hmm. i don't know what i'm trying to say but i'm like there's like so many you don't know if it makes it like too polluted. I don't know. I feel like the concept of religion itself kind of brings people together because everyone's going to be like, I believe in something mm-hmm. rather than I believe in nothing. Right. I feel like if you believe in nothing, like completely, like wipe like away all yeah. all religion, wipe away that. I feel like there's going to be... um a missing part of people's lives right there's gonna be chaos i feel like and and like just having like something to believe in kind of puts like a little i don't know i don't want to say like a you know cage in people's lives but more like it guides you right you know what yeah. i mean like it guides your morals it guides and it de- it depends on who and how they believe in the religion right mm-hmm. i also don't want to say like we don't need a religion just because there's thousands of years of people believing in something there's no way that there isn't at least one religion that is correct right because that's just me shitting on everybody if i say that oh we don't need religion because we kind of do mm-hmm. in my opinion i feel like you need something to believe in in order for your like moral self to be good right you know because if if you're not afraid of anything you're gonna do whatever you want right whereas if you believe in something for example if you believe in like oh you're going to heaven or hell if you do certain things yeah you're gonna make sure not to do the bad things right at least that's what you're gonna try to do and some people justify it because like they try to change the religion and they try to change what their you know holy books say but that's on them right that's on the individual person Mm -hmm. but as an overall thing i feel like people do need religion because if you don't have it i feel like it's just gonna be chaos right right everyone's gonna be like oh well i think this is right well i'm gonna go and murder whatever whoever i want because this is what i think is right because there's nothing else that i'm gonna be afraid of that's gonna that's gonna i'm gonna have consequences for what i'm doing right 
Whereas with religion, it's like, okay, well, if I act like a piece of shit, there's going to, in my religion, that's like not right. And people are going to look down on me and I'm going to be like an outcast and I'm going to be like, it's just going to be like a disordered, you know, society. I don't know. I just feel like we do need religion. But what do you think? I kind of second you on that as well, because I feel like with religion, it also it like like you said, it like builds that structure because us humans, we're very we need structure in the sense where whether it's like politics, the government, we need that structure and that organization Mm -hmm. for us to like function better. Or maybe that routine. I don't know if that's also a right word to use. Um, but without that structure and without like the guidance, because like you said, like with the holy books, um, for all the different religions, they kind of, depending on which religions, holy books you read, it mm-hmm. kind of walks you through like what's good, what's bad, what to do, what not to do, mm-hmm. et cetera. And so, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you took all that away and then just wiped it all clean, mm-hmm. then I feel like everyone would be like. I don't know what's the word there'd be it'd be very like manic Mm -hmm. where everyone would be just being like oh I'm doing this because I think it's right so and then because everyone's brains are built differently all the sociopaths and all the psychotic people Mm -hmm. or everyone who's like like all the criminals essentially Mm -hmm. they would just be like oh I'm gonna kill someone because I think it's right Mm -hmm. and then they whoop and they end up killing someone and then all of a sudden they're like oh okay and then another person is like that's not right for you to kill that person Mm -hmm. and then they're just gonna it's just yeah i feel like it's just gonna end up in absolute mayhem Mm -hmm. so i agree with you on that with what you're saying i feel like though sometimes like there is such thing as too many religions like yeah it's cool and like great that people believe in something but there's some people that believe in like the weirdest things possible and i feel like sometimes like just the I, I don't know you correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like sometimes religion is created to keep us as a herd honestly like as a sheep i, I kind of thought about yeah. that too um i've even heard uh like a thought i don't know if it's a conspiracy theory or not but i've also heard the thought on the idea of how sometimes religion can almost bring forward like cult aspects yeah where it's like it's not like a healthy mm-hmm. it's just all purely negative where they're worshiping one thing and like they cause harm to themselves or to others mm-hmm. and it's just like a bunch of cult kind of action i'm like that's what i've heard mm-hmm. for certain religions so i mean i could see that i could see that honestly there are, are certain like but it depends i don't think it's like the religion it's more like the people that change the religion the people that yeah mold it to their idea of what the the religion is Mm -hmm. right which makes it more of like a cult you know kind of makes it a little uh messed up in that sense but i feel like sometimes if you think about it like religion is created to make us forget what's really going on Mm -hmm. you know like it's like basically uh brainwashing us to follow certain things right but not it's not all religions and i'm not gonna shit on anyone's religion whatever you believe in you believe in whatever but there are certain things like people just want to belong to to something where that could be harmful sometimes Mm -hmm. you know and we kind of need to i don't know there's even with like i'm not gonna say it but like there's just certain things that make us like follow the herd 
and that that mentality might be a little toxic yeah because you need to wake up like there's certain things right but then in the contrary i've also heard of different stories where religion Mm -hmm. depending on obviously the religion you're in sometimes religion can also save someone oh yeah in the sense for example if they if someone grew up with like drugs or alcohol or whatever it might be sometimes when they find their god in whichever religion you believe in um that can bring them the structure and the thing that they needed to Mm -hmm. get their life back on track so so it it can go like either way where it can either go good where it's it brings someone to a better point in their life or it can turn up more negatively where they think like those culty kind of aspects no 100 percent. like also like you can't i can never say that a religion isn't like true because some people are like i experienced certain things so am i gonna go out of my way and be like no you didn't experience that no i don't you (laughs) why do you believe in your your god or whatever like that's not my place to say because that's what they experienced that's that's how they're close to whatever whoever they believe in right i I can't and also like how are you going to tell someone like thousands of people that you're you're what you believe in is pure garbage that's Mm -hmm. fucked up you can't do that you can't do that. Who are you to say that they didn't believe that they didn't experience certain things? Right. But no, like 100 percent, like sometimes religion can save your life. Mm-hmm. You know, like once you really believe in it, it can save you. Yeah. 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 No, 100 percent. All right. So moving away. From let's that. <laughs> yes. Let's move away from religion. Like I said, we're getting some deep ass topics in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So um, maybe we should have done a trigger warning, yeah, I guess, so at the we'll, beginning. We'll, so we'll do one now. No, do, do the edit and then put it in there. Okay, I'll do one edit. So at this point, you would have already heard it. Yeah. Um, but right now, we're going on to the question number three. <laughs> <laughs> I had an awkward pause there where I'm like, I don't know what to do next. <laughs> anyway, so question number three. Um, we are going to be touching a little bit into the mental health topic. Okay. So I'm going to give a little bit preface for all of our my mental health peoples. We love you all. Um, but if you are experiencing any mental health, anything, um, do reach out for help, whether it's for a crisis line or just a family or a friend. Please do that. Um, we all love and care about everybody who listens. And with that being said, let's get into question number three. Yes. Do you think seasonal (laughs) Do you think seasonal depression exists? Okay, you gotta explain to me what that means. So for those who don't know quite what seasonal depression is labeled as, basically during the months of winter when it's like the coldest and I guess the darkest also with with the sun, um, is I mean it also depends on where you live too. Because for example, here for us Canadians for the winter that probably goes from the months of i don't know what is it october slash november to what march april um, i want to say probably april i think march 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 yeah so basically a good i don't know what is that six seven months Mm -hmm. almost half the freaking year um us canadians deal with winter and then our winters can go um i mean i'm talking celsius here but it's more so like our um temperatures can go from um they average around like minus 20 minus 20 to minus 30 usually on average celsius keep in mind and then on some cold snaps we get roughly to minus 40 yeah degrees celsius and it gets dark quick yeah for all the people who do fahrenheit google how much uh minus 40 is yeah it's fucking cold 
Yeah. And we live here and tolerate it every year. So anyway, seasonal depression. <laughs> yeah, you you went on. <laughs> you went got on a, a tangent there. Got a little sidetracked, <laughs> as I tend to. Um, okay. <laughs> complaining about the fucking cold of winter and Canadians. I'm like, get to the point. A seasonal depression. So seasonal depression is essentially like when people are like stuck inside during the winter or dealing with like um like the constant cloudy days the the snow whatever it is sometimes that can affect people's mental health and it makes them feel more depressed sometimes more anxious and things like that um so people talk about like seasonal depression and then when it gets like for example when it gets to spring or summer where the grass is turning greener the blue skies are coming out then people are like oh i'm happy Mm. the seasonal depression has gone away Mm. so do you think seasonal depression is like a thing I mean, I think so. I think so. I mean, if you're stuck home all the time and you have like, it's dark all the time and you feel like you're shit inside and then on top of that, like you can't do anything outside. Of course, Mm -hmm. I feel like it. Um, I think also with like that whole like having the cold months and then on top of that, if you go to school or if you go to school or, you know, you have exams and stuff like that, 100% that will like, cause you to feel more depressed because you won't you you, i feel like you can't find anything to make you happy so you focus on the negative things because the outside looks so negative yeah i don't know i don't know that's just what i think i also agree because uh as someone like myself who also deals with mental health issues um yeah me too me too girl yeah um because i know with for me for example like during the colder winter months I'm just like, I'm always unmotivated. I hate that it gets dark so early where it's like four o'clock in the afternoon and or five o'clock and it's fucking dark outside. And then it doesn't get light again until like 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. the next day. So Mm -hmm. we literally almost have 12 hours of probably over 12 hours of darkness. Mm -hmm. And um, so you literally go to work dark and you leave work and it's fucking dark. Mm -hmm. So um, as someone who like deals with like mental health stuff as well, I definitely think seasonal depression does exist. And I think that um, it's tough to like go through, but you just have to like keep your head up and just think that like it's one day closer to summer, one day closer to summer, one day closer to summer. Even if you got to repeat that for like eight months for us Canadians, Mm -hmm. one day summer will come and time change will come and you'll be having like the sun will be out for, I don't know, probably like what? Majority of the day majority of the day so it'll basically be like i don't know 13 hours 14 hours that the sun will be out instead of like being in dark for 14 hours um but yeah long story short i say yes mm-hmm. um but I it's yes. Yeah. yes and lola also says yes so i think that um in our opinion yes it is a thing it it people can go through depression during the colder months for sure and then get happier when the sun comes around yeah uh, okay, next. next next question. Now, these ones are kind of more my favorite ones. I didn't know why we didn't start with my more favorite ones. I don't know. You started with deep, deep questions. I mean, they're all pretty deep, but okay. I digress. Okay. So next question. What motivates you to keep you going when things get tough? Ooh, no, you're going to have to go because I got to think about it a little bit. Um, I would say like things that when things get tough, I am the type of person where I always lean on other people. Mm. Whenever I'm going through a hard time, I'm always like, oh, like, for example, my boyfriend, Nathaniel, Mm. I'm always like, Nathaniel, you know, I had a really hard day. I want to talk to you about it. Mm. And then I talk to him. Sometimes he gives advice. Other times he's just like an ear to listen to. Um, 
but having that person to lean on, I'm very much the kind of person where I'm like, if I'm having a rough time with something, I like to lean on other people, whether mm-hmm. it's like my best friend, my boyfriend, even my mom. I'm like, I always like having that. I don't want to say external validation because that's not fully what it is. I don't think support. Support. Yes. <laughs> not validation. Support. Support. <laughs> external support. Yeah. Getting that support from other people for me mm. is huge when things get tough for me because I like talking about it to other people because I also find that when I talk about things out loud, mm. I it helps to like clear my mind. Mm. So whenever I like go through a hard time, that's why I tend to always come to other people first mm. and just be like, hey, I'm going through this. And then we can talk about it because then that helps me. um, That helps me. It just like helps clear my head to kind of like, or I don't know. You know what I mean? I I I got you. Yeah, yeah, no, I got you. Um, I tend to keep things in, but like what motivates me to like get me through like tough times, I think just my mom, like straight up my mom, like, yeah, I love my brothers, but my mom, like, uh, I don't want to have a bad day because I don't want to ruin her day, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, sometimes I just keep things in and I just cry by myself. I know that's bad. I know that's bad. We were just talking about mental health. Yeah, literally. Um, don't, don't do what Lola does. Yeah, don't do what I do. Um, But I've learned to like my mom. And this is why, like, she's my rock, because if I go to her, she says it's okay to cry. And like mm-hmm. Lola just cried out or like my brothers do that too. But I, I usually go to my mom about it and she tells me it's going to be okay. You're going to have hard days and everyone has hard days and, and this is your hard day right now. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you're not going to get over it. You're not going to like pass it, you know, like for the longest time I was having a really hard time with school, like a really hard time with school where I would literally like ball my eyes out because I was just so frustrated. Right. And my mom was like, look, I failed in so many different things, but I kept on trying Mm -hmm. and look where I am right now. Right. And when I, when I hear her say stuff like that, it just motivates me even more to like, be like, okay, stop thinking about the negative thoughts, get out of that shell, get out of like breakthrough, whatever you're going through and just, I know it's going to take a a long time and you're basically going to be crawling to the finish line, but you're going to get there, Mm -hmm. you know? And without her, I feel like I know I'm strong. I know I'm a strong person and I've been told I'm strong and I know in myself that I'm a strong woman. But at the same time, like I still need her to encourage me because sometimes I feel like although I'm crawling, I'm not getting there fast enough. Yeah. You know, but without her, I feel like I would be a lot. It would be harder for me to get there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I count on my mom and she's she's my rock. Oh, that's yeah. cute. Okay, that's, too, that's too cheesy. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> that's too cheesy. Lola's like, ew, emotions. <laughs> Let me go cry by myself. <laughs> don't do that. No, don't do that. Don't. I've cried in front of you two, you two times. Yes. Two times or one? Shit, I'm, I haven't cried in front of you then. I'm like, there's been times where your eyes would water up for no reason, but that's for but a that's whole... that's because of you. That's just because of me. <laughs> that's because I get emotional and this bitch is like, let me cry too. <laughs> We're crying together. We're crying together. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Um, This one, 
I feel like especially considering um, this is the time of year where schools are ending Mm -hmm. um, or for other people, they're thinking about starting university. Mm. So let's talk university for a hot minute. Ew. Ew. I don't know if you heard that in the background below. It was like, ew. (laughs) So let's talk university for a second. Okay. What is your honest truth on on universities? (laughs) It's a depression place. (laughs) You know the certificate you get? That's basically you're getting a debt. No. Yes. The degree? The degree. So your degree literally the paper your degree is um debt and depression and anxiety period that's it if you put that in an acronym it gives you dad (laughs) (laughs) debt uh what'd you say debt depression and what was the a anxiety Anxiety. dad (laughs) debt anxiety depression it gives you a dad and in our case No, but honestly, I think if you know what you're going into and you know what you want to do, it's a great place. It's a great place to, you know, learn more if that's what you want to do. And you meet new friends and you meet lifelong friends. It's stressful as fuck. It is very stressful. I will give you that. They freaking movies romanticize it being like oh it's the best years of your life you go to frat parties and you meet all these friends and you still pass your classes somehow no fuck no No. you will stay up till 2 a.m crying your eyes out because you can't (laughs) finish a test or an essay and then all of a sudden you hand it in like three days late yeah still crying about it (laughs) and you like pass with a 51 and then you cry (laughs) tears of happiness because you passed people when you're in high school i shit you not when you're in high school, you're like, I will settle for nothing less besides a 90. Yeah, in your fucking dream. In your fucking dream. Back. And then as soon as you get into university, you're like, I want a 50. It's a lot of independent get degrees. Work. It's a lot of independent work. Yes. You cannot rely on, like, basically, you can't rely on anyone. No. You rely on yourself. And if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, you're going to be struggling. Luckily, the university that Lola and I went to, it uh, the teachers, the class sizes were small, so yeah. they were like roughly thirty people. So the teacher actually knew you by their first, by your for, 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 first name, <laughs> first name. Um, but compared to if you go to like big, very pop, I don't know, not popular, but like big campuses, yeah, yeah. oh, you're just another number. Yeah, you're a number, and you're you're a number, and you'll never know your professor, and nope. the pre- professor will never know your name. Yep. So if you have a question, yeah, good fucking luck to get a yeah. freaking answer. Yeah. The main reason why I went to the university we went to was solely for the reason of the it small classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small class sizes is what would is really what drove me there. Yeah. So No, honestly, like if you want to go to university, go. It's a good if time. It's, it's, it's a it's, good time. Yeah, it's if it's it a can good be. time. It, it, it can, can be a good time. But it's a it's a hard work. Yeah. It is hard work and you're gonna feel like some days that you are stupid when you're not. Um, some days you're going to feel super happy. Some days you're going to be like, why the fuck am I doing this to myself? But don't let anyone pressure you to go into university if you are questioning whether you should go or not. Yeah. Don't, again, don't follow the fucking crowd. Do what makes you happy, yeah. right? If you go because you're like, oh, if I get a degree, I have a paper that says, oh, I have my degree. Mm-hmm. Just because of having a degree, don't do it. Oh, yeah. Don't 
do it because you're gonna there's gonna be nights that you're just gonna be literally like why the fuck am i here yeah you know and also if you fail the first year or if not even that if you question or want to change your major do it oh yeah absolutely i'm like there's no such thing as like oh if i change my degree if i change my major if i change my minor ooh, i'm kind of am i what am i doing i'm a failure no No. change it because if you change it earlier it's better for you than if you change it later yeah i remember in my first year i was like okay with and by the way also the total side note the thing with degrees too is such an interesting concept for me. It's just a piece of paper that tells you you can do something. Yeah. And then it's kind of funny for me because I love writing. Mm -hmm. And so I have an English degree. So I basically have a piece of paper that says, good job, you can read English. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, what a confidence boost. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) A language that I've grown up with my entire life. I have a piece of paper that says, good job, you can read and write English. You can read and write English. I'm like, fantastic. Well, but anyway. I, I, my major is sociology and then my minor is philosophy. So mine is a little bit different. Your, yours than- is a little bit different than English. <laughs> um, but for me, and also the thing with majors and minors, when I started, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to be a major in English. That did not change. But my minor, when I started, I was like, I want to be psych minor. Si- a psych minor for psychology. Oh, fucking boy. <laughs> for all the people who want to join psych, oh, good luck. And for all the people who make it through, psych. Wow, you're so smart. You're so smart. Congratulations. Good for you. Yeah, you deserve- yeah. Round of applause for you. Good for you. <laughs> Honestly, psych is so fucking hard. It is. It Pre- is. Especially in the junior years. Because so I've heard from the junior years. Me too. I heard that, this. Is I heard that this. with the junior years, they start you with the first class, the 101 or whatever. Yeah. The first class you take for psych. You start out in that class and they teach you a little bit of every single thing, which is a fucking lot. Yeah, and it's, it's a lot. One apparently and it's overwhelming, and apparently it's the most difficult. But if you're able to pass through that, the higher levels you go, the more narrowed down it gets, therefore making it easier. So the the other, I guess the next course that you take, um, it goes into one specific um field yeah. so it kind of like cut, uh, cuts it down for what you learned from your first year which makes it a lot easier because you're focusing on one area instead of focusing on the whole entire psychology yeah um it's a lot of remembering and it's a lot because i thought because <laughs> that was my major and i switched that real quick i switched because my minor was sociology mm-hmm. and then i did the first year and i failed it i was not good in psych i was like what the fuck am i doing right and i switched it to my major now and i'm so glad i did because that first year holy hell it kicked my ass yeah i uh i took psych as well in my first year yeah um i actually took it in my first semester i had to drop out because i failed so bad (laughs) um but we don't want to talk about that so and then when i dropped out of psych and i was just like you know what what else would make the most sense because in my logic because i want to be a writer of course um i was like hey what makes the most sense is that english duh but then with psych i was like then it can help me get into the mind of my characters Mm. that's where i was thinking about when i went into psych and then so when that ended up turning out to be too difficult i'm like okay let's settle for another option 
then I was looking at a bunch of different options like history and I'm like fuck history I have terrible <laughs> I, I have a terrible memory for things so I'm like history I would fail in a mm-hmm. heartbeat mm-hmm. and then there was like sociology and I was like well that doesn't really like benefit my writing and no, nothing just really math science I'm like that just didn't benefit any of my writing right. so and then I was like you know what does my dad gave me this big brain idea where I'm like you know what drama drama because yeah. essentially plays are just acted out stories yeah and then there's also the university we went to had a screen, like a playwright uh, class. Uh, which I took. Yeah. And so since, <laughs> since um, they they had like drama as a minor, I just took that. And oh, it's so much easier and drama, so much more fun. Yeah. Drama was really fun. I took, so I took 101, I think, and 102 or whatever. The junior the first, level classes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh my god, I learned so much about s- the stage writing and the stage performance and like all the way that like the way they set up stages and blah 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 blah. It was really fun. Yeah. So if you're thinking about going to university, if you're taking a, a major in English, minor in drama, do it. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's even just drama class in general. They're it's fun. a lot of fun. I'm like the university we went to and the classes that I took. I took a little bit of everything. Surprisingly, I was not the actor on the stage. So I never had to remember any lines. Um, but I took a uh, playwright class where you like where you read and write different stories um, for the actresses to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also had a directing class so I could direct my own play. Mm-hmm. I took that class. I also took a... Um, like the tech class mm-hmm. so like how to work like the stage lights mm-hmm. and how to do all of that and build my own set i learned how to do that so mm-hmm. literally i'm like if someone wants to throw me in a play i could probably fend for myself and actually do it I, tell me to memorize lines and stand on the stage and do it i might be able to do it <laughs> maybe with some practice with the lines mm-hmm. but honestly yeah it's a lot of fun being a drama minor or even just taking them as electives Fun it's fact, really, though, it's a good, uh, it's a really good de-stressor too. Yeah, yeah. Fun fact, uh, one of my favorite shows, I, I discovered it because of one of my drama classes. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Kim's, Kim's convenience. convenience. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's a really okay. I, if you want a good show to watch, just for like background noise, or you just want to watch something good, like a good feeling show, Kim's Convenience. It was a it was a poem first. Yes. Yeah. I was gonna say I remember that because I took the same class you yeah, did yeah. and I remember analyzing it in the in our textbook. Yeah. And then I was just like, oh, interesting, because I remember our teacher was like, oh, and it's also a show. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. Never did anything with that information. Never watched you the show. Watch it. It's really good. Maybe I should. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Okay, next question. Next question. Okay, this one, getting a little dark. Okay. Again. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. Um. So. What are your thoughts on cheating? Ooh, don't do it. <laughs> no. But don't like, I it. guess in, instead of just saying don't do it, because yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll answer it in like two, qu- two yeah, cents, yeah, yeah, two, yeah. No, you, two words. You go first and then I'll, I'll say my two cents. So I'm more so kind of like thinking in the sense of like, what are your thoughts on cheating? Obviously, outsider looking in, but also insider looking out. So for mm-hmm. example, if like hypothetically, why is english so hard today i thought my major yeah english major that can't speak fucking english what i'm trying to say is that with cheating there's the you continue before you forget okay um with cheating i'm thinking like when it comes to like 
we put ourselves in like their shoes as to why maybe they would do that. Mm-hmm. It might be difficult because I personally am not a fan of cheating. Mm-hmm. I have been cheated on before. Did not feel very great. Yeah. Do not recommend it. Uh, first relationship I got cheated on. Uh, what a great intro to relationships, oh, right? Where it's like, wow, what a, this is what a boyfriend is like. And then this is how they like, break your heart. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. You got the short end of the stick there. Yeah, but I mean, okay, it is what it is. You learn, you live, you grow, whatever. You found Nathaniel. It's exactly. Fun. I found my boy now. Mm-hmm. We're good. Yeah, um, you're chilling. Exactly. But in the sense of like cheating, I hate it. Mm-hmm. I My thoughts on it mainly speaking from personal experience mm-hmm. um i think that cheating destroys someone mm-hmm. from the inside out mentally mm-hmm. because i know for years myself i always went through the thought of like what's wrong with me why was she apparently better what could i have what could i have done that would have made him stay mm-hmm. like all those different things that kind of rattle through in my head being like I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like, what did I do wrong? Or what does she have that I don't Mm. like all those like different things Mm. in that sense? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, personal experience kind of taught me a lot on that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's like cheating, like you said cheating. I'm like, oh, so cheating on an exam? Cheating on a... (laughs) No, not quite, actually. (laughs) No, but um, yeah, I, I, okay. I'm not going to get into it because, like, it's personal life, but whatever. Um, I don't think, like, it's never a good idea to cheat on someone. It's better if you just leave them. Yeah, just, just say be literally, like, like, I'm not feeling it anymore. Goodbye. Yeah, I don't, don't think. Cheat. I don't think. But it, the thing is, though, though, like, we're saying as if because we wouldn't do it. But also, what if, like, that's the, the thing that they have to do in, in order to make sure that they are somewhat happy or like they are somewhat like satisfied at that moment right mm-hmm. like we're yeah, over I here see. thinking about like oh don't cheat no you you're a piece of shit why did you cheat but then we don't think about what was the reason for that person cheating mm-hmm. right so for example if someone isn't isn't feeling like they are good enough for their partner or if they aren't feeling like they are really being valued or they're craving something that their partner isn't giving them, that might be one reason why they go and cheat. Mm-hmm. Or they think that, oh, if this is the way I will ensure that I stay in my marriage is if I go cheat and then get whatever I need, satisfy myself, and then still be with my wife because I love her more. Right. You know, like that right. can be something. I, I don't agree with that. Like, why the fuck are you cheating? No. But, but if we're looking into the cheater's mind, that might be the case too, right? Mm-hmm. There there could be so many things that make them cheat. Does it justify it? No. no. But is there a reason they w- do it? Sure. Like they might, they at that moment, they might be like, this is my best option. But then later on, they might regret it. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, yeah. I don't know. I'm just kind of looking into their mindset rather than just ours because I know we wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of tough to say because like with cheaters, for me, you and I think the same way. We're both like, why the fuck would you want to do that? Why would you want to hurt someone like that? But then like trying to put it into their perspective, I know that they were like, I I don't know. One thing I also feel like where it depends on the situation. Um, I feel like the situation I was in a long time ago, it was kind of like, it was like maybe 
he was kind of getting an interest in someone else but then he was like i don't know who i'm gonna like more Mm. so he kind of like sticks with both Mm -hmm. for now because he's like i don't know who i like more Mm -hmm. in that sense but where in my opinion i'm like if you even if we're a couple Mm -hmm. and if you even start to like someone else get rid of me Uh, because if you loved me more you wouldn't even have feelings for her someone else right right but you're not the type of person that's like oh your partner can't find anyone attractive you're not that type of person Mm -hmm. are you are you well okay can you just like i'll 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 say it in a different way yeah yeah. (laughs) okay so let's say that you're in a committed relationship obviously yes and your boyfriend sees someone attractive and then he goes "Hmm, she's attractive Period. That's it. Nothing else. Nothing else. There's nothing happens out of that. Mm. Would you be okay with that? Or do you think or are you the type of person that they cannot find anyone else attractive but you? I feel like it would more. So <laughs> I feel like for me, I'd more so get insecure where I'm going to really? be. Really? Yeah. Or if he if Nathaniel was just like, oh, yeah, like she's cute. I'd be like. Why? Really? Yeah. I feel like I would get insecure or like. I don't know. I feel like I would like react in a way where it's like more negatively. But you. okay, okay. let me say it this way. Okay, you obviously think your boyfriend's attractive. That's obviously. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. But are you telling me like if you walk down the street and you see someone attractive, you're not going to be like that person's attractive. That's it. Well, I mean, (laughs) okay. well, well, I guess there's like a difference of just being like, oh, I they're attractive but no if, if he says the same thing he goes and okay okay let's do it this way then okay oh let's do it mic. this this way then you don't say hmm, they're attractive you say holy shit that dude's fucking hot period that's it mm. you don't act on it you just think he's attractive mm. but then he thinks the same thing oh she's attractive does that are you okay with that or is that like a whole no no you can't find anyone else attractive but me like i mean please don't do that sarah (laughs) i didn't even say anything i barely said anything (laughs) the whole i mean mean, kind of says it all (laughs) well i think i don't i've never been in that situation so i don't know exactly how i would react Mm. i want to hope that i would just be like okay and move on because I'm like, you're not dating them. Mm. But then I also feel like I'd be like, why are you finding someone else attractive? Really? I kind of think so, yeah. Ooh, Don't name okay. me, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Huh. Oh, also with like the whole cheating thing, right? Um, let me bring it back to the cheating thing. And then we'll talk about the other thing after. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. Something about cheating. Yeah, hold on. I was going to say something. Uh, <laughs> so good that you forgot. Yeah, 100%. Um, shit, forget it. I forgot about it. <laughs> Do we want to move on, I guess? No, no. Let's talk about the whole seeing someone attractive, okay? Okay. The way I look at it is if I'm with you, right, and we're both walking somewhere, I'm going to point out to my to my dude, oh, I think she's attractive or I think he's attractive. That doesn't mean I want to go sleep with them. Mm. I just think they're good looking to look at. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, and if my part, like my husband is like, yeah, she's pretty cute. I'll be like, okay, mm. cool story, bro. Yeah, she is really pretty. Whatever. Yeah. 
it maybe it's because like i'm securing myself i don't know girl i don't know maybe and what are you calling me i don't know girl <laughs> jesus okay <laughs> no girl it's it, no listen like okay for me i don't think i would have a problem with it because unless you're fucking them yeah it doesn't bother me yeah you know unless you're actively like being like oh yeah she's attractive hold on i'm gonna go talk to her i'm gonna go get her number that's where i have a problem with yeah i also have a problem if you're out in a boat with your boys right and you find someone attractive don't fucking tell your boys oh i think that person's attractive because what are they gonna think they're gonna be like why are you looking at other girls you yeah. have a wife you mm-hmm. have a girlfriend what the fuck are you doing right yeah it's kind of weird it's kind of weird that if a guy goes out of their way to be like oh that person's attractive in front of their boys that basically is telling their boys like uh i'm missing something yeah be like something seems a little bit fishy here mm-hmm. i have a question for you though sure i know we are going through your list but this kind of made me think about this okay what do you think of men that hang out with their friends and talk shit about their women calling them oh um my bitches at home whatever or like the beh- old like hag. behind her back yeah oh that's not fucking okay why do you like do you think it's it's normal for men it's normal now because men do it but is it healthy that they make jokes um of their girlfriends like they make jokes that that's their that's their humor is mm-hmm. that talking shit about their girlfriends or their part or their their wives or whatever do you think that's normal? No, that and that definitely shouldn't be because in my opinion, I'm like, if you have the guts to say to someone else, chances are words love to circulate as well. Then I'm sure if you talk shit to me about some to someone else, it'll probably cycle its way back to me and, also, I'll, and I'll probably hear I, about it too. Why am I the butt of the joke? That too. Like, like you're supposed to love me, not hate me. Why? If you, you, if you love me, I, so you say you do. Why am I a joke to you? Mm-hmm. Why is it that your friends laughing at me make you feel better? Yeah. It like should, that, it should do the opposite. That is so messed up. Yeah. That is so messed up. I think like I feel like a lot of people misconstru- misconstrued this is that when they're hanging out with their friends, right? The first thing they talk about is their partner. Mm hmm. Not just for advice, but they make fun of them. I think if you're in a committed relationship, unless you're asking for advice, your partners, whatever they're going through, should not come out of your your mouth. Mm -hmm. Don't be talking about your sex life with your friends or whatever, unless you're really close to them. As a group setting, don't talk about your intimate life. Mm -hmm to your friends because that's fucked up because a person doesn't know you're talking about this what if they're insecure about something and you're over here making fun of that like what is wrong with you yeah why is your partner the butt of your jokes it really doesn't make sense to me Mm -hmm. really doesn't what do you think though well yeah no i agree because i'm like and it's just the thing too where i think that when it comes to words or like rumors or jokes or whatever things always tend to cycle back around Because I'm sure like if 
your partner says that to his friend his friend will probably tell his friend his friend will probably tell his friend his friend will probably tell his friend's girlfriend yes and then it'll make its way back to you and be like oh your boyfriend said this and i heard it through the grapevine blah blah blah, blah, blah through all these people mm-hmm. and then you go back to your boyfriend and be like what why the fuck do you say this about me why do you joke about me exactly That's not funny like that hurts yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's not a joke it's mm-hmm. it's painful mm-hmm. all right anyways moving on to the next question moving on that was a good little that was a good one that was a good one um okay what is the difference between being alone but not lonely Ooh, that's a good one all right that's a good one um okay so in my opinion because i live in like a house full of people i since i live in a house full of people i sometimes i'm alone but i don't feel lonely yeah right i could be by myself in my room or whatever but i don't feel lonely mm-hmm. and then there's times where although i'm in a crowd of people i feel like nobody cares mm-hmm. right i feel like oh, i just feel so worthless i feel so empty inside because i don't know what it is though too like i don't know why this happens but you just feel like you're you're just not it like there's no nobody that can be there for you right Mm -hmm. but for me i feel like most of the times if i'm home by myself or if i'm home with everybody i still like i i feel like i'm there by myself but i'm not if that makes sense yeah that makes sense what do you think um i agree because i know the aspect of like being alone is more so just the idea of you're not there's no one around you in that sense. Whereas if you're lonely, that's the aspect of, um, I don't want to create like a definition, but I think it's like basically the aspect of not having anyone by Mm -hmm. where it's more of like an internal thing where alone is more of an external thing where you're like, I don't have any friends near me Mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, no, there's been times where even using myself for an example where, yeah, there's been times where I've been like, like alone Mm -hmm. at my apartment for example if like my boyfriend's out visiting family for the weekend or something but i'm alone at Mm -hmm. my place and Mm -hmm. i'm doing arts and crafts i'm by myself like you don't feel lonely exactly Mm -hmm. but then there's been other times where for example i'm at school and all my friends are not at school Mm -hmm. and i'm just sitting in a crowded room with probably like a hundred people in there you feel lonely and i feel lonely because i'm there's no one but me myself and i and everyone's talking to their friends is it like a state of mind like is it uh, a feeling i feel like yeah it's definitely more of a state of mind mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i get that mm-hmm. i get that wow that's actually pretty deep that's a good one yeah. i like that one also if you do feel like alone or like you feel lonely sorry um try to reach out to people because yes. if you feel like like you're way too lonely it can cause other things you can be you it can start making you think of different you know negative things and you can end up going into depression and you don't want you you don't want to you don't want that to happen right so uh reach out to friends try to you know get yourself to a better headspace exactly yeah reach out to friends reach out to family if maybe no one is able to no one close by is able to be there for you there's always a bunch of hotlines in 
all, all different countries all across the world yep, just that are um, able to help you that will happily listen to you and help you with anything that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, Google the hotline that is closest to you um, and then they will be able to help you out. Yep. Um, we might not be able to help you out, but we are giving you life advice and we give you giggles every single week. Yes. <laughs> Moving on to the next, next question. question. So, um... This is an interesting one. I'll see okay. how you answer this. Okay. Um, choosing between love and career, can you have both? Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> I think so. Think I think so? you can have both. I feel like if you, first of all, there's going to be sacrifices all the time, right? If you choose a, if you choose a husband first or, or a wife or whatever, then and you have kids, whatever, you're going to have to sacrifice some of the career aspects for sure. Mm. But that doesn't mean you can't have the career you want because if you sacrifice, your partner is going to sacrifice, right? Compromise. Exactly. So 100%, I think you can have both. You just have to know how to, um, how to, I don't know, work with both of them. You can't 100% be there with your relationship because your career gets in the way. Mm-hmm. But you also cannot neglect your your partner, partner your yeah. relationship because, oh, I'm going to do one more hour because I think this is good, because uh, it's going to bring money for our family because of this, because of that. No, there's there is such thing as too much work mm-hmm. because if you do that, then you miss out on a lot of things and you make your partner feel like, okay, like they care more about their work than they care about me. If you balance, if there's a good balance, of course you could have both. I don't know. What do you think? I definitely think that a balance is definitely obtainable Mm -hmm. um, because like you were saying, there's the balance because yeah, of course there's going to be days where maybe work gets too much, but then I also feel think if you do work too much that can heavily impact the relationship Mm -hmm. where for example even if like for example if you're working so much and you're super stressed at work you can easily bring it home and and bring it to your husband bring it to your wife bring it to your boyfriend or girlfriend Mm -hmm. bring it home and just start like all the anger and pent-up emotions that you hold during work you take it out on your significant other yeah or things like that but i feel like if you have the happy middle where both of you guys are very happy in your lives, both of you also have stable careers, mm-hmm. um, it's definitely obtainable. Mm-hmm. And and it might be a little bit rough and a little bit rocky for s- the start of trying to figure out your guys' career and starting to figure out your guys' like, relationship, or not starting, but like, you know what I mean, but in the sense yeah. of like trying to figure out a life routine together. Yeah. Yeah. And then once you guys obtain that life routine, It'll just be smooth sailing. It'll just basically be like little maintenance here and there. I also think like this is a good like mindset for both you and I, Sarah, is when you step into work, you leave your life problems at the door. Mm -hmm. When you step out of work, you leave your work problems at the door. You don't bring it home because we sometimes forget and we have like stressful days we have like stupid customers we have like stupid bosses whatever 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 the case is and you bring it home and you just talk about it 
you might just like lash out without mm. realizing you're lashing out without being like you might just be saying something and then the your partner or your family or whoever is trying to like help you out and then you just snap you're like i'm not asking you for an opinion i'm asking you to listen and then yeah that whole thing causes more problems so i'm i've been trying like it's hard obviously uh i've been trying to like whenever i walk out of work i want to leave whatever the frick stress that i have at the door yeah and go home with like a decent amount of like attitude you know what i mean but sometimes you forget Mm -hmm. and sometimes you just bring in um stuff from work to the house i really don't like when people bring in their house problems to work because mm-hmm. if you have a problem at your house whatever don't take it out on your other co-workers yeah that shit is so like toxic you make the whole environment so bad and i've worked at a place where i feel like some people just brought their shit to work and it just made the whole mood change and it just made me be like you know what like shut the fuck up i don't like i don't want to hear about your life i'm sorry i don't give a shit about you outside of this place like i'm so sorry i'm not trying to be mean but you're gonna put your negative negativity onto me and i'm gonna feel like shit the rest of the day Mm -hmm. leave it at the door that's why i'm i always say like leave your house problems at the door when you step into work same thing leave your work problems at the door when you leave work yeah and i know for me i try to keep all my um work stuff at work and not bring it home um but if anything like i try to keep it to a minimal if i do talk about work um primarily because i keep it minimal in the sense where i'm like if i come home and nathaniel's here i'm just like he's like oh how's your day at work and then i'm just like oh it was good we did this or oh it wasn't that great this is what happened Mm -hmm. so i like talk about it but it's not like I actively like oh it was such a terrible day and and where I like more so create rants in that sense it's more so just oh this was about my day because we he asked and then it's more so just creating that casual conversation Mm -hmm. but no I agree I'm like having people bring their work stuff home is definitely more impactful on the family and the other and your significant other it's more impactful than if you bring your home life to work Mm -hmm. I'm like I don't know it's both not the greatest especially if they're negative if they're like good things so for example being like oh like surprise i figured out i'm pregnant or surprise i got engaged or like those things to celebrate if you like take that to work to share obviously everyone's gonna celebrate with you for sure for sure no i'm not saying that don't bring any news to work i'm just saying you're supposed to you're supposed to be an empty piece of an empty shell at work and then you just go there be like hi how are you and then just leave (laughs) hi how are (laughs) you clock in hi how are you and then clock out and do that five days a week nine hours a day no no that's um no that's definitely not what i was trying to say but yeah they're obviously leave the negative things yeah at the door right yeah okay next question next question i got uh last question two more oh two more so we'll um i know we're kind of at the hour mark at this point but um did you want to do two more or the last one let's just do two more Two more. we're almost done. nine it's okay um so question number eight okay sorry i'm like i've not You're been struggling. i've been not i've i haven't been going in order it's okay. so i'm like i had to do some quick math i'm like what is 10 minus <laughs> two eight we're at question eight okay 
Uh, question eight. How do you find your own purpose? No, you're going to have to ask. You're going to have to answer that question first. I got to think. Uh, how do you find your own purpose? I was hoping that you were going to like <laughs> go for it and and I didn't really plan a thing. So mm. I'm, I might just start like mumbo jumboing just to try <laughs> to like maybe think of something on the fly. But like finding your own purpose, I feel like I guess using myself for an example, I have always found like I, I, I've always wanted to be a writer. Right. Mm. We all know that. Correction. I am a writer now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that hasn't changed. Um, but when I was younger, I feel like you find your purpose, for me at least, I found mine through hobbies. Mm. So I had this interest of writing ever since I was a kid where I would write fan fictions, I would write short stories and poems in class, and I would just I would just do all these different um, hobbies that re revolve around writing. And then mm. when I got older, I was like, oh, I want to start a blog. So I started a blog and mm. eons ago. And so I just kind of like found. And then after all that time and all that reading, all that writing and all my passions and all of my teachers even acknowledging that too, were like, yeah, you're really good. Here's a high 90. Here's a hundred. And I'm like, oh my God, great. So it really kind of validated me and showed me that I am a really good writer. Mm. And then it was, I don't know, what was like grade 11? So probably 16. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I should take this love that I have for writing and I should take it farther. Mm -hmm. I should take it farther and I should um, become a writer because I love writing. I love creativity in general and I should do something with it, do something, uh, make revolve my life around it mm -hmm. essentially. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's kind of where I found my purpose mm -hmm. was through hobbies that I just grew to love over the years. Mm -hmm. So one last thing. <laughs> Sorry, I know you're right about to go. But <laughs> one last thing is that I also feel like that when it comes to my purpose, if it wasn't writing, it's just being creative in general. Mm. Because I have I've been creative literally my entire life that I feel like if my purpose wasn't to be an author, it's to be something creative, whether mm -hmm. it's painting, drawing, uh, writing, maybe dancing, playing music like anything creative I love and I have for years. So if my purpose ain't writing specifically, it's something in the creativity realm because I really flourish there. Mm. Now you may talk. Sorry. No, no, you're good. Honestly, like I obviously love creating things as well. I'm, we're both in that sense. We're both creatives, but I don't think that's where my purpose lies. To be honest, I'm still trying to figure that out. I think it's because like I'm still figuring out what I want to do in my life which is totally fine. Like, no, there's no rush, obviously. But I don't know if I know what my purpose is right now. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't. You're still figuring that I'm out? I'm still figuring that out. Because I don't know if it's like to do something in fashion or to do something in like cosmetology or to do something in like, I don't know, interior designer. I have no fucking idea. Mm -hmm. um, all I know what I, all I know is I just want, to be a mama i want to be a mom that's all i know that's all i know right now oh, there you go yeah, yeah yeah i was gonna say that's not your sole purpose because no, i of course not. i'm like that's something in yeah. addition to your life but i'm like you'll just have to continue experiencing yeah. life going through jobs careers yeah, i don't know if sure. maybe another degree is in your future probably maybe. not maybe who knows maybe who knows but you'll just have to continue experiencing life and see yeah. what life has to offer yeah maybe i'll go into fashion school i, don't I know. would 
love to have you go in fashion school. <laughs> I would heavily support that. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. The thing is, like, fashion schools here are not that great. I might have to like move away move to new york oh god go to new york you know, fashion wanna, week no you know what i want to go i want to go to paris oh for fashion yes i heard yeah. that their fashion is actually quite good yeah that well paris is the capital of fashion i Anyways. did not know that well yeah now you know <laughs> now i know now, now you, you guys know. all know too yeah so i kind of i don't know maybe i don't know maybe one well, day let's, let's see what life is in stock for you that's true i mean if no, when our podcast takes off, we, yes. we might do some some things in the future. Exactly. <laughs> Season two, question mark, yeah. in the summer. Ooh. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. You'll find out later. <laughs> okay, anyway, now that I hinted about season two coming uh, beginning of August, a.k.a. our one-year anniversary. Woo. Woo. <laughs> anyway, so last question. Mm-hmm. And this one, I tried to kind of put it strategically at the end so we can kind of like... Make it a little bit, a little bit more positive, so we're not at at ending, <laughs> <laughs> ending on a negative note. Yes, Jesus, ending on a negative note, and uh, uh, <laughs> that's literally what came out of my mouth. I was like, uh, uh, ending on a negative note. Girl, go. <laughs> Sorry. So, let's have a little quick mini best friend pep talk. Okay. Okay. And what we're gonna be talking about is. Um, let's talk, <laughs> let's give a little pep talk for if anyone listening is going through a breakup. Oh, okay. No, you go first. You go first. Lola's Mister. probably going to say, fuck that man. <laughs> he left you for a reason. You left for a reason. <laughs> fuck that man. That's probably what you're going to say. Am I right? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I know you. Oh, jeez. So I will start things out by being a little bit more sincere. (laughs) I'm sincere in that. (laughs) I'm sincere in telling you to fuck off. (laughs) Okay, go. I hope I hope you guys are laughing. (laughs) I hope so too. So (laughs) when it comes to breakups, they are difficult. And I've been there. Lola's been there. From- Lola's been there. Haven't Lola you? Lola hasn't been there. I mean, not, I guess not really, no. <laughs> Lola has not been there. <laughs> you have not had a breakup. No. My apologies. No. Go continue. But you've like. Continue? I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm just going to scratch that. Scratch the whole thing. I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say. Go, go, go. <laughs> So breakups are hard. What the fuck are you laughing at? <laughs> it's funny because you like you like messed up and then you like wait, let me restart. Bum, bum. I'm, I was planning to just cut the whole thing, but now I should keep it in, shouldn't I? I'm like in my head, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just cut it just because I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say. But then now that I now that we've been going on with the shtick for like two minutes already. You can cut it. Okay, go. Nah, I'm gonna keep it. Okay, go. I'm gonna keep it. <laughs> Breakups are hard. This bitch can't stop laughing at me. Continue, just continue. <laughs> for the fourth time. <laughs> I said, what, what is happening? Sorry, but the way you're like, <laughs> breakups are hard. 
breakups are hard. You got that? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> you good? I think so. You think so? Okay. I Girl, I didn't even say anything. I didn't even say anything. It's just already cackling. You were going to say it. I know you were. Okay, go. Maybe. Go. Maybe. Breakups are hard. <laughs> um, It is tough. The first little bit is really difficult because you think that the person is your forever. And then all of a sudden things don't turn out the way that you're supposed to. That it was supposed to. Sorry. Um, but I promise you that with time, things will get better. It is difficult, but you got to keep doing things for yourself. You cannot forget about yourself when it comes to breakups. I know I am very guilty of it is that I forget basically what self-care is. I basically forget all of that. I'm just like self-care. Who is she? And like, I had to like drill that into you. I, I was like, girl, don't forget about you. Yeah. And I have a tendency to do that because I'm very uh, selfless where I put other people before myself. And if you are also selfless and you put other people before yourself. Stop doing that. Stop shit. doing that. <laughs> I'm like, when you go through a breakup, you need to go back to your roots and focus on yourself. Doing yeah. something as simple as um, even though if even though it might be difficult, but forcing yourself to maybe go out for a 10 minute walk every day, just around the block, maybe down the street and back, maybe to go pick up your mail and back. Even something simple like that, that gets you out of the house on your feet. That is also a good start. Doing something like face masks or maybe having a shower every two days or maybe like brushing your teeth, something like that. Because when you have a breakup, sometimes things like that can become like it can feel like such a chore Mm -hmm. where breakups are difficult, but with time it will get better. Mm -hmm. And I promise you that Mm -hmm. time does heal all wounds. Um, Sometimes even if things end not how you want it to, um, depending on what religion you're into, for me, um, I always think that there is, the universe has something planned for you. Mm-hmm. Whether it's to meet someone else, for the relationship to end, whatever it is, the universe has a plan for you. Mm-hmm. And the relationship, it just maybe wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that someone better won't come around. Someone better will come around and then they will be able to rekindle everything and they will be able to help build you whole and you will find your soulmate. Sometimes, you know, you just got to kiss a couple frogs to find your Prince Charming. Mic drop. Lola's Boom. turn. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. So heartbreaks are hard. Yeah. <laughs> Breakups Break are hard. hard. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had a whole moment of like chaos. I was laughing Literally. my ass off. Um, but no, uh, I agree with Sarah. Uh, I think breakups are really difficult and you got to just also remember that you shouldn't just stay because you're afraid of not finding anyone. It's, it's harder for you to like get out of the funk if you constantly think about the person. So yeah, like Sarah said, do things like go out for a walk, go, do something creative like just get your mind off of that person i know it's gonna be hard it's gonna be a hundred percent like so difficult it's not especially like the longer you stay with the person the longer it'll take for you to get over them but that doesn't mean it's like gonna be the end of the world right you're gonna find someone new you're gonna find someone better for you you're gonna find someone that like clicks they just they just feel right um 
but if even if that doesn't work out even like if you're because it's a little different for me like even if your marriage does not work out that doesn't mean it's the end Mm -hmm. like you're gonna find someone better and if you don't that's totally fine be good with yourself be happy with yourself you don't need anybody you have to you have to love yourself first in order to be able to love anyone else. Mm-hmm. If you're broken, how are you going to be in a relationship when you're broken and that other person might be broken? How is two broken pieces going to fit if you aren't the same, right? It doesn't work that way. You have to fix yourself in order to fix a relationship, fix a new connection, right? It's going to be it's going to be a hell of a ride for sure um when you have to let go of someone but it doesn't mean that there isn't someone else reaching for your hand right and oh some people think that in order for me to like see my worth i have to be with someone that's not the case please don't think that and if you are in like an abusive relationship as well please ask for help and actually get out whatever that person is telling you like you're not good enough for anyone else that's a fucking lie don't listen to people like that if anyone tells you you're not good enough for anyone else no one else is gonna love you that's a fucking lie they're telling you this because they want to keep you in that relationship they don't want you to have like self-worth to be like you know what i don't deserve how you're treating me i'm gonna leave they are telling you that so that you don't think of yourself as anything else but um but like attached to this specific person like that's the only that's the only thing you're good for is being attached to this uh specific person most of the times and like some people don't say this but like if you're also a man that's in a abusive relationship please ask for help it's okay to ask for help just because you ask for help does not mean you're less of a man um, and get out of the abusive relationship. Just because it's a woman does not mean they can't be abusive. They can 100% be abusive and they can be worse than a guy can be, right? Sometimes, not all the times. But if you are in that situation, please get help and leave. You will find someone a lot better for you, suited for you. And like Sarah said, the universe has someone for you. There's billions of people in this world you aren't made for that specific person there's gonna be someone else that you're gonna be like why haven't i found you earlier in my life but you found them right so don't beat yourself up too much um there's gonna be hard days even with your new relationship but just because something ends does not mean that there isn't um a light there for you you know you don't need anyone to make yourself feel better anyways that's it that's all wow 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 and that was like a lot better than my pep talk that i gave (laughs) in my opinion i feel like mine was just like it sucks time heals all that's basically all i said and you're like you worded that a lot better no you did good you did did i yeah oh you've been through something like i have i've been through two two heartbreaks yeah two major heartbreaks you have a better understanding of it i more so speak on personal experience Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And more so telling if I could tell. Basically, what I said is what I would tell my younger self. Yeah, because I, when I went through my breakups when I was younger, I 
stopped caring about myself. Mm-hmm. I stopped like I, I t- it took a huge toll on my mental health and it took a huge toll on my mental health for years mm-hmm. for because I'm the kind of person where I, I don't know. I don't want to say I get attached, but like I kind of get attached. Mm-hmm. And then when the partner leaves, mm-hmm. it takes a long, 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 long time for me to move on. I know mm-hmm. someone might be like, oh, 24 hours and they're gone. Mm-hmm. They're not that's, even in my mind anymore. That's not a reality, though. No. Like, a, a lot of you might be like, oh, if they leave, ask this your, to yourself, okay? Because I told Sarah to think about this, too. Um, if your partner leaves, would you break? Just ask yourself that. And if the case is you will break, you need to work on yourself. Because if you don't know if that person is going to stay in your life forever. If that's the case, that if that person leaves, you will crumble. You will be like a hundred pieces on the ground. That's not healthy. Mm-hmm. That means you're way too attached to the person and you aren't even caring about how you would be if they leave. If that's the case, honestly, work on yourself. Take some time to, I don't know, do something and find some new hobbies. Make sure that you are like mentally strong enough. If they leave, you won't um, doubt yourself and and forget your self-worth that's all yeah yeah i second that mm-hmm. i second that i don't really know what else to add uh take care of yourself yes take care yeah. self-care is the best care of course a hundred percent so should we wrap it up i think we should wrap it up i don't know was that a positive way to wrap it up in my head it was i think it, i think it, it was is. it was more of like encouragement yeah encouragement take it was good your, take care of yourself be with your friends have good laughs have good fun and don't just focus on the negative in your life. Um, there will always be something for you or someone for you. And there's more to life than having a partner. Exactly. Ditto. Yes. <laughs> Ditto. Okay. So now we're going to slowly start wrapping it up. Yes. We got plug, 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 plug. plug. <laughs> we got two social medias. We have Instagram and we have Twitter. Uh, our Instagram is no one else underscore podcast. And our Twitter is no one else podcast you can listen to us on a variety of different uh platforms there's uh apple podcast spotify Podbean, Podchaser. um other places a bunch of other places google us yeah just google us yeah oh um amazon slash uh what is it called audible sure audible i think that's what it's called brain fart um, but yeah, you we're just, just Google us. Yeah. We have a link tree. Um, you can look on our link tree. If you go on our socials, it, the, the link in our bio is also to our link tree. Mm-hmm. We post every Friday mm-hmm. so you can come say hi to us and see our, hear our voices. Yes. Hear our voices every Friday. Cause we yeah. post every Friday. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah. It was a little deep, a little dark, but we need that every once in a while. Yeah, for sure. It was a change of pace for yeah. us. We might be changing it up next week, but we hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we'll see you guys next week. Absolutely. You've listened to No, no One Else. I almost forgot it again. <laughs> no, weeks, you did. Two, two weeks in a row, I almost yeah. forgot. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.